welcome to Adam's Rib. It is our goal to uplift, encourage, and guide women in becoming the person that God intended for us to be. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for our sins and rose again so that we could have eternal life. We want to guide you in figuring out God's purpose for your life. No subject is off limits here. We are Adam's Rib, and here we go. Hey, I'm Jessica. And I'm Lindsay. And welcome back to Adam's Rib, episode 50. I had to say it just like that, too. 50! <laughs> Happy Easter! <laughs> yes, this is Easter. I want some candy. <laughs> wow. And all I was going to say is I really just want I'm a pot still, of my mom's cream. See, I'm still here, though. I forgot about Easter dinner. Shoot. Oh. Probably because I feel like we haven't really done it as a family family in a while. But anyway, yeah. I just I'm still sure here for dye eggs. If your kids dye eggs, let me know. I will come over and dye it with them. I got you. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm not really the craftiest of the Girl, craftiest. you better just buy you a dye kit from Target. I typically it's do. It's still don't mean I like it. <laughs> Put down some newspaper. Get you some water. No, we pro- we'll, we'll dye some eggs. Come on, though. We'll dye some eggs. We'll kick it. But, um... So I'm excited about this episode. Um, actually, you know, something about this episode, just the, when, when we decided to do this, um, you know, I got, I don't know, I get a little emotional when we talk about crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And um, I think it does something to me because I really, uh, when I really put into perspective the way that God, the way that Jesus suffered for me. Mm-hmm. For for my sins, for the cost of my life, so that I may live and 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 to live abundantly, uh, you know, it just it it moves me. It does something to me. It does something Ooh, to girl, girl. Sorry, I tell you, people just don't be knowing. Sorry. Like for real, like you you really don't know. In a little while, in, in a little bit, I'm gonna share something that I had watched on YouTube. Like just kind of paraphrasing it, but um, no, like for real, for real, like Jesus sacrificed his life. Mm-hmm. to give you yours. Um, he paid the price for our sins so that we won't die the moment we do something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it, did that not move, like, I mean, like, does that not move you to yeah. the core? Because, I mean, like, I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I could go out on the whim and go, and I could say, I'll probably do something stupid almost daily. It may yeah. not be something severe, mm-hmm. but I always make, I make one bad choice a day. You know what I mean? Maybe I cussed. Oops, didn't mean to do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or, you know, or maybe <laughs> I just made a bad decision that yeah. day. But, you know, there's always something. And to know that Jesus died for me to make sure that I could still live mm-hmm. through my foolishness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does something to me. It starts me up just a smidge. Yeah. Just a little bit. I kind of want to focus on the women of the whole Easter story. One in particular well, I'll kind of focus on two a little bit, but one in particular was Mary Magdalene. Mm-hmm. But we have to think about, even though they didn't really mention her a whole, whole lot during this whole crucifixion thing, they did. It was definitely Mary, the mother of Joseph. I mean, mm-hmm. she was told this was going to happen, but seeing it. Right. Like, could you imagine, like, nope. seeing, okay, nope. I'm not even going to ask her. Nope, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Don't even ask. You no. know what I'm saying? And so I think we can really get strength from really just learning about these women as mm-hmm. part, you know, of, of the Easter, you know, whole celebration. Because it is a celebration. At, yeah. at the time when it happened, they obviously did not know it was right. going to be a celebration, even though he told his disciples, you know, I'm going to be gone, I'm going to be back. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think when it happens, it's like it just hits you. It's like, ah. You know, and sometimes it just hits you because we even know now that even though our loved ones may pass away, you know, hopefully if they're saved, they're Christians, you know, they've 
they have that salvation, we will see them again. Right. And so I'm sure it was a very sad time when they see Jesus walking around doing all these miracles and teaching him all his ways and showing mercy and grace to just women in the street, you know, mm-hmm. people like in the pulpit, mm-hmm. you know, all that. And so, you know, with Mary Magdalene, she was said that, well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say this. It alluded to <laughs> that she was a prostitute and like yeah. had all these issues. And then yeah. even, um, uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to put my, myself in her shoes. Like Mary Magdalene, you know, bless you, ooh, bless you child. Glory. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm really trying to put myself in her shoes, you know, growing up, you know, she's probably like a lot like your kid, like Jayla, just mm. a normal little girl. And then, you know, eventually these, these evil spirits got a hold of her and she turned all demonic. And they said that there was demons inside of her right? and that she actually just like ran off, you know, right. is what I was reading in the scripture. These demons were inside of her and that Jesus who came to her basically rebuked, rebuked those demons out of her. And mm-hmm. the, what I didn't really read too much or really go into about like how demons and all that and spirits going into inside a person really is. But I would imagine it obviously takes over you, but it's not going to affect your character because you're just being, you know, operated by these demons. Right. And so as soon as it was taken out of her, it was she was just like a whole new, brand new person. And I love the fact that even though she had all these issues and, you know, prostitution and just all these issues, God still, like, used her later on. I think they even called her in the Bible the 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 woman the woman of disciples or the, the woman of something like that because mm. she was the first to see Christ out of that tomb. Right. And so just go cuz I'm going to go on go on about Mary but you go. Well, <laughs> we were talking about Mary Magdalene, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you said something and this is just a little off topic not quite. First off, I I like Mary Magdalene because um while I can't I ain't do all the stuff Mary did but but I feel her because um she was used still to do something incredible despite all the nonsense that she did. Despite what happened, despite how those demons took over her, despite the actions, she was still used to do something remarkable when it comes down to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Like, she's such a huge part of the story. Um, well, at least to me she is. Mm-hmm. Um, when you really listen to the story, you really kind of dive deeper into the story to me she plays a really vital role um and i'm encouraged by her because i know that i've done a lot of foolishness in in my past i know i've made a lot of terrible decisions but yet god still has used me he's still using me um to do some incredible things in ministry and so uh yeah, Mary Magdalene, you my girl, man. We mm-hmm. thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you for being that example. Thank you for giving women like myself that that assurance that we can still be used and that we are still glorified. We are still enough to be used by by God. So, um, yeah. With that being said, yeah. it uh, says in the scripture that she was considered an outcast, a demon possessed lunatic, mm. unwanted, unclean, untouchable, and unapproachable. I mean, mm. you know, I probably wouldn't want to approach her either. No one should have these demons. I'm just be <laughs> right, honest. Right. No one yeah. should have these demons inside her. And yeah. Jesus was actually with I don't know if he was with all of his disciples, but I know specifically that he was with Peter. And you know, and Jesus spoke to mm-hmm. her and the demons in there, and that they answered, "We know who you are." The woman hissed, "You are the mm-hmm. Son of God. What do you want with us?" And Jesus claimed, "Come out of her." Um. And then James, had James, who was with them, had asked, is she dead? And Jesus replied, no, my friend, she is actually more alive than she has ever mm, been. I know, mm. ain't that powerful? Ooh, girl, <laughs> don't you get, don't do it. And so, 
you know, when the demons rose out of her, it said that she actually dropped to her knees. And you would think someone would be in awe of Jesus. Instead, Mary, Mary, it says that Mary ran to go follow Jesus, and she mm. ran to go tell other people, basically, mm-hmm. about what had happened to her. And so what I just find so interesting is that knowing that Mary went through all of this, and then over time and eventually, you know, she was there during during the mock trial of Jesus, you know, and the whole Pilate, Pontius Pilate thing. And she mm-hmm. was there when Jesus was crucified, when he was beaten. She was witnessed all of that. When yeah. all the disciples ran away, couldn't take it. Yeah. Ah, punks. No plan. <laughs> <laughs> kind of men are you? No, I'm just <laughs> But, you know, she was there, you know, for all of that. And so I, I would just imagine when she's standing there crying, said that she was standing there crying over his tomb and looking at his empty tomb. Um, he said, woman, he said, why are you crying? Who is it that you're looking for? And she's thinking, you know, Jesus is dead. This can't be Jesus talking right, to me. And she, right. It says that she actually thought it was the gardener. Granted, Jesus is the savior gardener. But anyway, okay, she actually thought it was the actual gardener when he said that. And so then first he called her woman. And then it says in John that Jesus said to her, Mary. And how I take from this is that as soon as he said that, she then recognized it was Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so because she spent enough time with him and she was so grateful for him that she knew as soon as that he had called out her name who he was. And no, uh, I don't know about you, but I would be like, Jesus, oh God, oh my God. I would okay. be hugging all of like, oh, right. yeah, real, let, let me see, it's so real. But no, they said that she ran off to tell the people like he's alive, he's yeah. here and all that. And so it's just she amazing to me that he still used her, even though mm-hmm. like he just cast out demons in you, probably not, I don't know how long ago it was, maybe weeks, days, I don't know. <laughs> right. Not too long ago, but he chose a woman to see this event mm-hmm, first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. For some reason, that's just really significant to me. It's the fact that during this time, women couldn't do anything. They right. couldn't sit on, on juries. You know, they couldn't be right. judges. They couldn't do any of that. But God yeah. still used her to be a part of this. Yeah. Well, he could have used anybody. Right. Well, and see me, for me, that, that says a lot, too, about women in ministry. Because she ran off to tell the people that he was still alive. So mm-hmm. that's ministering. Yeah, that's, telling, right. that's telling somebody else about he's still here he's still alive and it granted i know people are starting to really finally break up away from these old traditions but there are still a lot of ministries out here that operate in these older traditions that feel like women still don't have a place in ministry but when you go back to bible and you Mm -hmm. go and look it up it's there god he jesus used women to minister it may not have been from the pulpit but i mean why not yeah Right. (laughs) Because the reality is, it's about telling the story. It's about telling the good news. It's about telling the gospel. And so, hello, he used her. (laughs) He used her to do that. And, you know, now that I'm a woman in ministry, I may not mount in the pulpit to to, to share the things that God places on my heart. But even right here in this area right now, this is ministry. And I am I am blown that I'm in this position. And I because, again, my past is filthy if you really want to get down and dirty with it. But yet I was still chosen. I was still pulled out. God still mm. called out the real me to be in this position. He said that she was more alive now than ever before. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on. God, stay I'm not doing this right now. Come on. I'm not doing this. Man. Come oh, on. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I kind of also want to note the fact that really... Your scars are beautiful to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I say that to say, Mary was very scarred. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she, I won't say she was tormented like Jesus, but she was tormented. You know, it says that she was unclean and, mm-hmm. you know, didn't nobody want to talk to her and like, and right. all this jazz. And right. so when Mary, 
and went to the grave and they had their whole conversation and all that jazz. Um, basically, when she went to go tell the disciples, you know, oh, he's alive, whatever, whatever, the disciples were like, okay, you know, we need proof, basically. Like, how do you know this is a savior? And it says that the Lord showed his scars to them, and that's mm-hmm. how they knew they were able to recognize him. Mm-hmm. And so even though he showed physical stars, God still used Jesus with mm-hmm. that physical scar, just like Jesus still used Mary Magdalene with maybe like her emotional scars mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like that. And that's mm-hmm. why I really feel like your scars are beautiful to Christ because Jesus himself had to use his own scars as well in his right. hands and his side and in his feet. Yeah. And so Jesus didn't have to retain the scars of his crucifixion for his resurrected body, but he did. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. In my opinion, to prove a point. Right, <laughs> right. See, and I like that point too because... So many, so often we get shamed for our scars mm-hmm. or our past or the things that we've done. See, see. but it's the scars that can very well save your life. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Like I mean, let's, that's what saved mine. Like yeah. it was, it was getting to a place where I got cool, comfortable enough just to start bearing my truth mm-hmm. and using my truth and using my hurt, using my past, using my bad decisions to uplift the next woman, uplift the next person. And so, yeah, my scars did save me. And it, it, it sometimes it's so frustrating when I when people get condemned for their scars. When the reality is, we are not the ones who can, we're we're in no position to pass judgment. We are in no position yeah. to get to condemn. We are only supposed to forgive and move forward. We are only supposed to do what we expect to be done to us. God, if you want God to forgive you, you have to operate in forgiveness. Mm-hmm. If you don't want God to condemn you, you can't condemn. Oh, mm-hmm. pastor preached on that. All ah. right. <laughs> shout out. Man. Shout out. <laughs> but like, yeah, those scars, those scars, those scars can be like, that is your truth. Yeah. That is, that is your truth. That they're going to be a car, a part of the calling on your life. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And don't feel, don't feel ashamed about it. And that's what I love so much about this, this story of the resurrection, because you know, everybody sees the surface story, but when you really dig deeper into this, you see all kind of themes and you see all kind yeah. of points that are being made that so many people look over. Like, we, how many people really preach on, on Easter Sunday? How many times do they preach about the fact that, that Mary Magdalene was used to, to tell mm-hmm. everybody else that he's still alive? Mm-hmm. They don't talk about that too much. Yeah. They don't talk about the fact Shame. that she was what she mm-hmm. was, but yet God still used her to do something so so dynamic. They don't talk about the scars. You know, right. they talk about they, when they start hooping and hollering. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, they mention it during the hoop time. Yeah. But they don't really dig deep into how important the scars really were and how vital they were to this story. And so, um, you know, I'm I, ooh, I'm glad we're bringing all this stuff up right now. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm so glad we are. So glad we are. Because Jesus waited until Peter and John had left the empty tomb before he even made his presence there. And obviously shown showed himself to Mary Magdalene, who who was still there. I mean, mm-hmm. and and I think that's the thing. Mary was with him from the beginning. She was with him to the very end. That's a ride mm-hmm. or die. That's yes. what that is. <laughs> yes, ride or die. Because she was literally with Jesus since day one, and she was there with him all the way up through his res- his resurrection, and then just you know followed him there on after that as well. And God allowed Mary to take her flaws and show them exactly how better of a life can even be if you're labeled. If you're labeled by your past. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what about his... You go, girl. <laughs> okay. Go, Mary. What about his mom? Are you asking me? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, his mom... I mean, for me, like I said, when I was digging into it, Mary Madeline popped out 
on me. You know, Mary, right. Mary Beth of Jesus was around, obviously. But for some reason, at least not what I read, it didn't really go into her. <laughs> right. You know, she was there and all that jazz. I, I feel like just because she was a mother, you know, she probably did run off and weep a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't want to be present for that. <laughs> did it say, or maybe this was just what was depicted in movies, but I don't know if it's actually in the Bible. But didn't it mention she, she weeped? Okay, yeah. so yeah. Mary, don't you eat? Yeah. yeah. Song, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay, as a mom, right? Mm-hmm. And it's really, I could imagine looking at my kids, right? I can't even say the words, but I couldn't imagine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it does, it says so much, though, about her strength because she she stayed there. Mm-hmm. She didn't leave her son's side. She didn't, she didn't, um, she didn't leave him. And, uh, you know, I think sometimes we have to, we as women, we have to understand that certain circumstances requires our uh, diligence. It requires our strength. It requires us to push past our emotions. And uh, even when we want to cry, sometimes when we want to cry, we want to quit. I know I struggle with that a lot. Like, if it was a situation that made me cry, I wanted to quit. Because right. I'm, I don't like crying. I really don't. I do not like to cry. I don't like to show. It's cathartic. What's that mean? It's like release. It's like releasing things. Like oh, it's, okay. it's refreshing. Basically. I ain't know what that meant. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm letting you out. It's fine. But um, but yeah, like I and see, I wish I looked at crying that way. I still don't. I I I literally look at crying as a sign of weakness, mm-hmm. which is not. Don't don't believe me. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying that you're weak if you cry. This is something that this is something that I struggle with. Um, and so I don't. I do not. I do not like to cry. And so when I think about Mary watching her son being hung on this cross and, and being and being put to death, uh, you know, I can imagine she did cry. I would cry. I would certainly yeah. cry. I'd be a hot mess. What do you mean? Yeah. Um, but again, I drew I draw strength from the fact that she didn't leave. She didn't she didn't mm-hmm. walk away. She didn't quit. She stayed there. She stayed there until he got until they took him down. Yeah. She stayed there. And so, you know, we can draw strength from her to to endure, even when it doesn't look good, when it's bad, when it's yeah. ugly. And I mean, that would be ugly. That would have <laughs> right. to be real ugly so to look, ugly. to watch. Especially when you see this man who does all, know all, sees all, and right. now you see him just being completely persecuted mm-hmm. and not in control. That's got to be like a shock. Especially if you know that he has the power. He yeah. had that power. It's like, he didn't have to go through that. I mean, well, it's just like the, the mockers that were there, like, come on, mama, off, off, down that cross. You know, right. you're supposed to be Jesus, right. you know? I mean, and see, now for Mary, I, I I would go, now, clearly, I'm just stretching. This is just me guessing. But for Mary, I would assume that this would have to be even more agonizing for her because she literally knows the power that her son possessed. Mm-hmm. And so now she's watching him lifeless on yeah. this cross, Knowing though he didn't have to do this, he could have done. He could have got off that cross. He didn't yeah, even have to go through down. it. He could have stepped down. Yeah, but I think his followers and believers, disciples included, knew this is what had to be done. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm saying she's an amazing yeah, woman that to goes me. Down to, that's why because, we don't sacrifice lambs or anything right. like goats like they did. Because okay. we don't have to no more. Right. What a waste. Right. <laughs> we, we don't have to do any of this now. Like, but see, and that's why I say Mary, she's an amazing woman, man. She she she's a strong lady. Mm-hmm. She's a strong lady. She helps me a lot. Her spirit helps me a lot when I go through certain circumstances and seasons. Um, when I just feel like this is just too ugly to deal with. This is just too ugly to handle. 
and it, and I want to just walk away. Yeah. Um, but you got to think about it from Joseph's perspective, too, all the bullets that he had to take while he was with Mary. Of course. Well, with, well he wasn't with her, air quotes, but, you know, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> right, 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 Because right. he had to make sure that, you know, she had to finish her assignment because he mm-hmm. had an assignment to basically make sure that he had to finish her assignment. <laughs> right, right. Exactly, exactly. But I found what Mary Magdalene was called. She was called the disciples to the disciples, hmm. the apostle of the apostles. Because not only was she the first to witness Jesus being resurrected, she was also the first to proclaim it. And that's why she's called that. Mm. Yeah, I knew it was My something. girl Mary. <laughs> Man. Thank you, Mary. Mm-hmm. Man. Thank you, Jesus. Seriously. So, so really keep all this in mind going into the Easter you know, yeah. celebration. Yeah. So one thing I want to say, like, before we wrap up, like, I was, so I was on YouTube and I came across this uh, video. It was a doctor. And he was sharing his... um. He was sharing, like, the medical standpoint of the crucifixion. Like, mm. and he really started breaking it down. Send that to me. I got I'd you, like to girl. Ooh, it's going to make you cry. Yeah. It made like me cry. Um, but he was speaking about how there are certain things that, that Jesus experienced during this whole process that should have killed him initially. Mm-hmm. Like, they were, he was saying, like, the, uh, the, th- the thorns. Like, that should have killed him mm, because of the pain thorns, and, yeah. and, and, and that he would have been experiencing and feeling um, the fact that he allowed himself to be humanized, mm-hmm. to to feel certain these pains and feel these these uh, to feel all this torture and experiencing it. Um, when they when they mentioned about him uh, sweating blood, he was saying how there is actually medical evidence that shows like when you are under enough distress mm-hmm. and enough pain, wow. you actually will you can out of his eyes mm-hmm, too. Yeah. yeah, you can you can blood can start coming out of your pores, out of mm-hmm. your eyes. Um, he mentioned how the uh, when he, they had him tied to the cross nailed girl no nailed. no no when he had to walk oh, okay. through the crowd I was like, when he was walking no 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 when yeah, he was yeah, walking yeah. through okay. the crowd carrying they had the cross, yeah. carrying it and they had his arms tied to it mm-hmm. and so uh, you know imagine if he failed this is what the doctor was saying imagine if he failed which I'm sure mm-hmm. he probably had to they, yeah. the thing was hundred over hundred right <laughs> so think about it he right he fasted <laughs> for forty days. Mm-hmm. And then he just, he was beaten prior to yeah. all of this taking place. Mm-hmm. He was whipped and all kind of things. So he's already beaten. He's already broken. And then on top of that, um, now he's tied to a, a to a, a, a slab of, cross. right, uh, <laughs> that's probably well over 100 pounds, yeah. which at this point I'm sure weighs more than him. Right. And so then he's walking through this crowd and I'm, I can imagine him falling. And the doctor said that had he fallen the way with this weight mm-hmm. on him, he got, he probably could have went into cardiac arrest because wow. it would have the way his chest could have caved yeah. in and, wow. and it could have rattled his heart. And so then he goes on to talk about when they actually get him up on the hill and and they get him up on the cross the and they nail Calvary. girl. Mm-hmm. So then he was talking about when they nailed him in the hand because medically the wrist is a part of the hand mm-hmm. and there is a area between the the bottom of the hand and the wrist where you can pierce through it and it won't rip. And so. Wow. Girl, I, ooh, I was into this, right? So they were talking about, he was talking about how they nailed him there. And uh, and actually, there's a, he said there's a vein or something, some artery or something in that area mm-hmm. that has a lot, to, that actually affects your breathing. Mm, and so yeah. he was saying how from, and same thing with the feet, when, mm-hmm. they, when, they're, when they nailed him in the feet. So he was saying that every breath he took, 
it went from excruciating pain that. to yeah. excruciating no, pain. Right? The way he's laying, it's like right? He has to raise up to breathe, yeah, and then he has to relax so it won't be as painful. I right. did read something about that. Yeah. yeah, and so then they said, the, and then he was he went on to talk about the the piercing on the side and how that would have been the ultimate if he hadn't already bled out and yeah. and died from the bleeding. That's that pierce on the side that would have took him out. Mm-hmm. So then they asked the doctor. How does that affect you mm-hmm. as a Christian? Mm-hmm. The man broke down crying, mm-hmm. and this is what moved me. He said, to know that Jesus went through all this mm-hmm. just to for me, to know that he sacrificed so much of his life, to sacrifice this much, to know that he gave up his life, to know he went through this type of pain that he didn't have to go through yeah. for me to save me so that I can live. Oh, I'm about to cry. Right. Like, that says so much about who we serve. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it frustrates me because we get so selfish. Mm -hmm. We get so selfish, but like we are living, we are alive because of the sacrifice. He died. He died and he went through all this pain and this torture. And you know, if you asked, if somebody asked you, would you do it? You know, you wouldn't wouldn't do do it. it. You wouldn't go through that. I love my kids, but I can't say that I would let somebody nail me up to a cross because my kids is acting foolish. No, baby, you just going to have to go ahead and go through your consequences. consequences. But Jesus loved us enough to say, no, 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 I'll die. I'll go through all this. Yeah. What I find interesting, it's okay. Well, what I'm interesting is the type of death that was chosen. Right. He could have did it. He could have. Well, I won't say shooting. We have guns, but. He could have did anything. He could have like stabbed me, drown me. You know what I'm saying? Poisoned me. Right. It could have been any of that. Let me die in my sleep. (laughs) I I wonder. We should research. I wonder why this way of death Mm. was chosen. Why don't you make reference to that YouTube in case someone wants to watch it? What was Um, YouTube? And then we'll wrap it up. The name of the YouTube video was the crucifixion. Oh gosh, hold on. It's on here. Talk while I look. Okay. But no, I mean that 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 is very powerful, you know. And I and you, it it does lead to being emotional. I think yeah. we should get emotional just thinking about that because you know you, sometimes you can even ask your own parent if they would do that. And, you know, you just say, "Well, I don't, I don't know." Right. You know, I, I would would rather choose like a lighter way to die, but <laughs> seriously, quick and, and easy. All right, it's, the title of the video is called "The Crucifixion: uh, A Medical Perspective," and it's by uh, Central Christian Church. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Just so you know. Yes, yes, the crucifixion, the medical perspective, it will change your life. Watch that video. Yeah. Happy Easter, y'all. Yes. Joy, remember, you know, the reason why we celebrate Easter um, and all that jazz. And so I guess we'll just catch y'all next week. Yes, guys, peace out. <laughs>